David Gravel is $250,000 richer after Saturday night at Houston's, but I'll tell you the big thing that really stood out to me from that race coming up. Plus, Ricky Thornton Jr. stays lava hot. Justin Sanders picks up a signature win. The Outlaw Lay Model Championship Battle Titans and more. Let's go. It's Monday, June 26th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. There is a lot to get into today, but before we do, a quick note from today's show sponsor, MSP Mounts. You guys have heard me talk about these action camera mounts before, but now they're even better. Owner Dan McCarran and MSP recently rolled out a new version of their industry-leading camera mounts that now come with a stainless steel swivel ball. That swivel ball is what allows you to capture virtually any angle while driving your sprint car, midget, late model, modified, ATV, side-by-side, or anything that has a bar where these can be attached. And on top of that new improved swivel ball uh, setup, these mounts are incredibly easy to use. You can take this thing out of the package, spin your GoPro onto the universal mounting point, and have it on your race car in a matter of moments. No tools necessary. You can grab one angle for hot laps, another for heat races, and still another for the feature. It's great for content creation or research to make your racing program better. And just for my Dirt Tracker watchers and listeners, Dan has offered up a coupon code for 10% off your order at mspmounts.com. I think this is the only place where Dan has made such a deal. I don't think there are coupon codes available for these mounts anywhere else. Uh, Use code Dirt Tracker at checkout to take advantage. That's D-I-R-T-R-A-C-K-R at checkout at mspmounts.com for 10% off. All right, Saturday night at Houston Speedway, we saw the largest ever winner's payout in the history of the Word of Outlaws Sprint Car Series. And when it was all said and done, it was David Gravel who took home the big money. He started fourth and was in the right place at the right time when leader Buddy Kofoid's engine expired in a big way with just 10 laps left. Gravel led the rest of the way following the restart and topped Rico Abreu and Kyle Larson at the checkered flag. It was a big win for Gravel for several reasons, not only that it was for $250,000, but it also happened at his car owner's racetrack and in front of all of their sponsors and partners as well. Most weekends on the road, Gravel's Big Game 2 machine is splattered with Houston Speedway logos, so this was obviously an important score for that group, and they did it in front of you know team owner Todd Quiring. Big deal for that team. This was a show-up points week only for the Outlaw regulars, so no possibility of movement in the standings meant guys could just go race and not worry about the consequences. I certainly don't want to take anything away from what Gravel and Crew Chief Cody Jacobs were able to accomplish on Saturday night because reliability and being in the right place at the the right time is often a superpower. But the thing that really stood out to me was the massive missed opportunity for Toyota and their sprint car engine. Buddy Kofoid had a comfortable lead with 10 laps to go, something like two seconds. And even Gravel said afterwards that he was probably on his way to the win. In this journey for TRD to get involved more heavily in sprint car racing, and at a moment where it seems like Kofoid is set for a much larger schedule with TRD power under the hood, this would have been a signature victory for both the power plant and their young, very talented driver. They were on the podium two of the three prelim nights, they'd led laps, and this would have been the chance to really show what both Kofoid and that engine could do. But instead, their hopes went up in smoke as the car trailed oil all the way back to the infield. Let's be honest here, sprint car engines break. That happens. They produce a lot of horsepower, and that means big booms sometimes. We saw earlier on Saturday Brad Sweet, the victim of a sour engine. That had nothing to do with Toyota. But I think this one will sting for a while, knowing what was on the line and what this would have meant. Kofoid vaulted to the top of the sprint car world, topping the best in the business, and TRD with a fantastic selling point as they get ready to roll out public sales. 
Now they're left to figure out what went wrong and try and get ready for the rest of the month of money. The Outlaw teams have the week off to regroup with the uh, season continuing Friday at Cedar Lake. At Lernerville on Saturday night, it was more of what we've come to expect from this Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series season. Big money on the line and Ricky Thorne Jr. again rising above the rest of the competition. After a stumble in the first prelim feature, RTJ bounced back to win the second prelim feature. He started out uh, outside front row next to Jonathan Davenport in the big show. And then that Firecracker 100 main event, JD was in control early, but the racing got really good near halfway. Davenport was under attack from both RTJ and Hudson O'Neill, and all three were credited officially with leading laps. I believe it was five official lead changes. As the uh, laps clicked off, though, Thornton seized control, stretched away from the field. I believe at the end, only the top six cars remained on the lead lap. Thornton won the big show for the third straight week, and and really, if he doesn't get penalized at Weekland during the Show Me 100, we'd be looking at six straight big Lucas wins for the 20RT, going back to 300 Raceway on May 19th. So that's now 10 Lucas wins in 26 races, that does include prelim nights, uh, 19 top fives, and almost $250,000 in prize money. O'Neill settled for second, with Davenport in third. Outside of a tough weekend at the Show Me 100, it's been a pretty incredible season for O'Neill. He's just run into the buzzsaw that is RTJ right now, and he continues to lose ground in the championship standings. Things have turned around, though, for Davenport and the Landers team. They had four straight races outside the top 10 between February uh, and 34 Raceway, but since then have eight top six finishes in nine races. They've got three wins, and they're climbing back towards that all-important top four in the standings. Davenport is uh, moved around Moran for fifth now after the Firecracker 100, and he's closed the gap on Tim McCready in fourth. McCready suffered mechanical issues early in that race, ended up 26th. We'll see this coming weekend at Muskegon County if anybody can slow the 20RT down right now. Out in Washington at Skagit for the Super Dirt Cup, Justin Sanders picked up the first real signature win of his sprint car career, leading every lap on Saturday night to not only bag $62,000 for the win, but also an additional $20,000 for going green to check it out front. The race payout included an additional 500 bucks for every lap led. Sanders was solid out front for most of the show. Zeb Wise did make a run at him late in lap traffic, but he ultimately came up short and finished second. Corey Day, who won both prelim features, finished third on the night. And you can call me a homer, but I think Tanner Holmes was really impressive. For the entire trip up north for the NARC Sprint Cars, Holmes never finished worse than ninth in a feature. He'd led laps at Skagit, was right in the mix all weekend long. Back to Sanders, though, it was just a little over a month ago that we heard him say on the Swindell Speed Lab YouTube channel that he'd never won anything big before, but he cannot say that anymore. And he was super pumped afterwards. He did some pretty crazy sprint cart donuts, and he got emotional during the Victory Lane interview. I'll be curious to see if this confidence boost equates into better runs elsewhere this year, like with the high limit stuff the rest of the season. Uh, besides Lucas, the World of Outlaws Lane Models were also in action this weekend with two nights at 81 Speedway. Uh, they had a Sunday stop at Off-Road Speedway in Nebraska as well. On Saturday night, Dennis Herb Jr. handled the field uh, over the second half of that race to score the $30,000 win. He topped Nick Hoffman and Tanner English. Herb had a tough start to his season uh, as he looked to defend his outlaw title, but they have been better lately. They've scored wins with the Flow Racing Night in America Series, and now this was their first outlaw win of the year. And then last night, Bobby Pierce kept pace with Brandon Shepard all race long and then eventually took over the lead on lap 26, drove on to his fourth series win of 2023. Shepard finished second after mechanical issues left him out of the show on Saturday at 81 and Shane Clant was third. What's really notable here, though, is this championship has become incredibly tight. Chris Madden had weekend results of 14th and 9th, and that brought Pierce and Hoffman right to him. 
With a bunch more Midwest races on tap this week, Pierce is only four points back of Madden and Hoffman is only six out. I've been saying this all year, do not sleep on this Outlaw Championship battle. In Pennsylvania, four-speed week, tonight's race at Lincoln has been pushed to Thursday because of the forecast, so no racing tonight. Anthony Macri won the first two races of speed week over the weekend. Saturday night, it was a barn burner at Lincoln with Danny Dietrich and Brent Marks in the mix all the way to the end. Go find those highlights uh, over on Flow if you have not checked those out. Sunday at BAPS, Macri topped Justin Peck and Tanner Thorson. Several contenders had issues yesterday, including Marks. So Macri leads Peck and Dietrich in the speed week points with still seven races to go this week. Other open wheel winners this weekend included Brady Bacon with USAC at Wilmot. Their Sunday show at Angel Park was rained out. Emerson Axum still leads Jake Swanson for the championship. Kenna McIntosh was the Power Eye Illinois Speed Week champion after winning three of four nights. Thomas Meserol was the other winner taking a Saturday at Macon. Joby Miller was an IRA winner at Fairbury. Alex Sewell grabbed his first career ASCS win. And Brody Roa was a CRA winner at Bakersfield. Other late model action from the weekend, Jason Fager grabbed two of three Summer Nationals wins. He snagged the week-long at $10,000 championship, so that's week two champion. Week one champion was Brian Shirley. Week three starts tomorrow at Springfield. Trey Mills and Neil Baggett were Hunt the Front Series winners at Why Not. Corey Hedgecock was a $10,000 crate winner at 411. Kyle Hardy won $9,100 at Winchester, and McKay Wanger was the Saturday winner at Fairbury. That's it for the show today. Check out the website and streaming schedule over at DirtTracker.com. You can grab some Dirt Tracker swag over at shop.dirttracker.com. There's hats, there's t-shirts, there's stickers, there's koozies, all kinds of stuff. I hope you guys have a good Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.